0: and welcome to the good old days of radio show. This is John Tefteller, your host. It is Tuesday and Tuesday we do drama, variety, or comedy. It's Easter week, uh, if you're listening to this when we first release it. And because it's Easter week, we're going to do an Easter related show today, a comedy. It's going to be Fibber McGee and Molly, We haven't done Fibber McGee and Molly yet, so let me give a little background on Fibber McGee and Molly. The show was most known for its um, strange cast of characters and Fibber McGee himself opening his closet. And whenever Fibber opened his closet, the sound effects people went wild and they had all kinds of sounds of things toppling out of the closet that would go on and on and on. And the longer they let things come toppling out of the closet, the bigger laugh it got on the program. Now they didn't do it on every program, and I'm not sure if they do it here because I don't remember this particular episode, but we'll see. If they don't do it, I'm sure they'll make up for it with other characters there would be different characters who would drop in on Fibber while he and Molly were doing everyday things and Fibber was plotting something crazy to do. So it's an interesting situation comedy. Some of them are better than others, but the good ones are really, really quite quite funny. So we're going to roll the dice with this one and hope it's good. It is from March twenty third, 1948. The sponsor was Johnson's Wax, so you get to hear all about making your floors uh, shine better with Johnson's Wax. watch for an appearance by Wallace Wimple because he's my favorite character on the show and he should be on this one. So here we go March 23rd, 1948 The Fibber McGee and Molly Show The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber
1: McGee and Molly The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly join us in just a moment. The easiest and best way to make a waxed floor look its shining best is to buff it with an electric polisher. And if you don't have one, here's good news. Once again, the famous Johnson's electric polisher is available in nearly every neighborhood. You can rent one at a surprisingly low cost. The Johnson's electric polisher takes all the work out of buffing. You merely flick a switch and guide it across the floor. You'll be surprised at how quickly you can polish every floor in your home. Polish them to such a hard, gleaming luster that just an occasional light dusting will keep them bright and clean. You know, of course, that there's no finer wax for your floors than genuine Johnson's Paste Wax. Now try the easiest and best way to buff Johnson's Paste Wax to a protective, mellow beauty. Rent a Johnson's Electric Polisher from a dealer in your neighborhood. Or if you prefer to own one, the price is $44.50. Use it with Genuine Johnson's Paste Wax. They're a perfect team for bringing out the beauty of your floors. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the hall. Wistful Vista's annual contest on I Like to Patronize My Neighborhood Merchants Because is over. And guess who knocked out a prize-winning letter? The notification has just arrived in the morning mail, and no, it wasn't him. It was her. Of Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: Isn't that exciting? I won a prize Imagine, the first contest I ever won, dearie
3: Oh, well, gee, that's wonderful, kiddo Congratulations Sure We'll sell the electric refrigerator Because we already got one What? We'll keep the car and sell our old one You keep the mink coat And I'll learn to fly the airplane We can take the trip to Honolulu While they paint the house And refurnish the living room Then now, when we McGee, get back Now, wait huh? a minute Huh?
2: I didn't win all that stuff I just won a new... What do
3: you mean, all that stuff? Why, that's hardly anything In a contest these days <laughs> And if that Ralph Edwards thinks he's going to renege on all them promises by this George... This
2: was not truth or consequences. Huh? This was the annual Wistful Vista I like to patronize my neighborhood merchant because in 25 words or less.
3: Oh. oh that. What's the first prize in that vacant lottery? <laughs> Trip by motor scooter through the fish hatchery?
2: I should say not. Listen to my award. It says, this letter entitles you as winner of the first prize in the women's division to an original Easter creation by Henri, Wistful Vista's leading couturier. Isn't that marvelous?
3: Who's Henri and what does he mean, an original Easter creation? What's he going to do, lay a purple egg?
2: (laughs) For your information, sweetheart, the word couturier means fashion designer. Huh? Oh? It's from the French words couture meaning dressmaker Uh and Rie, meaning we'll sew some sequins on it for another $700. (laughs) Oh,
3: that Henri.
2: Yes, isn't it wonderful? Oh, yeah. A special Easter dress created just for me Mm. by Henri himself. I think I'll tell him I... (laughs) Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Williams, the weatherman, McGee. Hello, Mr. Williams.
3: Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hi, foggy old man. What's the weather forecast? Light flurries of sunshine followed by Wednesday and Thursday and unsettled bills on the first of the month.
4: (laughs) McGee, I'm afraid you take the science of meteorology rather lightly.
2: He does, Mr. Williams. He says he can look at an almanac and tell what the weather is going to be better than depending on you people.
3: And I can, too. I'm part Indian, you know. Really? What part? (laughs) The part that sits around the fire.
2: Are Indians good weather prophet, uh, prophets, Mr. Williams? Oh
4: yes, yes, indeed they are. Yeah. Some Indian tribes have uncanny powers of weather forecasting. Yeah. I spent three years with the Camelback Indians of Western Arizona, and I'm still mystified. Yeah. Every year when they performed their rain dance, it rained within 24 hours. Oh,
3: well, that's easy explained. They just waited for a rainy day and then held the dance the day before.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know, McGee. Some things aren't so easily explained. Yeah. Now I'm not superstitious, but I went to a St. Valentine's dance once, and the next day I got twelve Valentines. <laughs> uh, did the Indians make you a member of the tribe, Mr. Williams?
4: After I'd studied very hard and learned all their dances, Mrs. McGee, then they adopted me and gave me the name Manaho Dinden Malakil Benalamata na ta 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 Flah.
3: Meaning what? Clumsy.
2: <laughs> Show us how they did the rain dance, Mr. Williams, will you?
4: Well, I'd be glad to, Mrs. McGee, but I can't dance it without a tom-tom.
3: Oh, that's easy fixed. Here, I'll drum on the radio, cabinet. All set? Mm-hmm. Go.
5: Hi-yee-hoo-hoo! hi hoo
2: hoo
4: So that's the rain dance. Hi-yee-hoo-hoo! hi yee hoo hi Oh, my gosh, listen to that. Rained. I... I'm sorry. I'm a little out of practice, and I guess I overdid it a trifle. I'd better get home and phone the bureau what happened. I'm... I'm afraid I might have exceeded my authority.
0: Good day.
2: The most amazing thing you ever saw, McGee He did the rain dance and it rained
3: Oh, I don't know My cousin Louie learned to foxtrot one night And on the way home he got bit by a fox <laughs> <laughs> So he's... Hey If we're going to get down to this dressmaker's we better snap into it, kiddo We?
2: Oui, are you going with me?
3: Why, certainly You think I'm going to have some monkey Try to palm off a boulder burlap on my wife That just won first prize in the women's division? Come on, get your hat
2: well, I'm so glad you're coming with me because you have such good taste in other people's clothes.
3: <laughs> I'll
2: be
6: right with you, dear.
3: Okay, Tootsie. Ah, there goes a good kid. Imagine her slinking around town in a real Paris creation. I'll bet she'll... Be... Uh-oh. Now, come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, Teenie. I can't talk to you now. I, I and Mrs. McGee are going shopping.
6: Okay, mister. Boy, did you hear the cloudburst, mister? Did you? <laughs> who?
3: Hear it. I played the accompaniment for it.
6: Well, it sure was a hmm? Skip it. Okay. <laughs> My daddy said it was raining cats and dogs for a few minutes, yeah. but I ran right outdoors, but I couldn't see any. <laughs> Looked to me just like ordinary rain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it did, eh?
6: <laughs> Boy, it huh? Hmm?
3: <laughs> I says it did, eh? Did what? Look Looked just like ordinary rain. Boom, too. To, to you. When? When it started to rain so hard a few minutes ago and you went outside?
6: I know it. Oh. <laughs> oh, gee, I hope it clears up for Easter, Esther. Huh? I said, I hope it clears up for Easter, mister. Oh. <laughs> huh? I said, Oh,
3: you got big plans for Easter, sister?
6: I sure have, I bet you. First yeah. thing in the morning, I'm gonna feed Susie some carrots and lettuce. Who? Susie. Oh,
3: your pet rabbit, eh?
6: No, Susie's my little sister. Huh? <laughs> she hates vegetables. Oh, I see. Then after Sunday school, I'm gonna take my paint box and creep into my daddy's bedroom and paint him all red and green and orange and purple and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can do it without waking him up, I betcha Well,
3: that seems like kind of a messy trick to play on your father on Easter Sunday, sis What's the idea?
6: Well, mister, I just got thinking it over He's awful good to me Well,
3: yeah, but that's all the more so reason why
6: I just thought to myself, teeny, I thought huh Why don't you paint your daddy some pretty colors so he'll look nice for Easter?
5: Oh
6: He's been such a good egg Boy, <laughs> well, stop raining now, mister, so long.
1: Billy Mills in the orchestra and Saturday date.
2: Here's Henri's My goodness, I'm so anxious to get in there
3: Yeah, hey, he can't be doing much business He's only got one dress in the window Down at the Bonton, they got 50 of them I don't see why Oh, hi there, old-timer
2: Hello there, kids (laughs) Hey, what you doing downtown? Well, I'm getting a new dress for Easter, Mr. Old-timer I suppose you'll be out Sunday morning to join the Easter parade?
4: No, I sure will, daughter. I love parades. Steamed calliope's tootling, fellas with red coats and boat hooks and elephants. Sure brings back memories. Yeah? Used to be with a circus, you know, till my feet got burned to bad. Well, uh, how
2: did your feet get burned so bad?
4: Well, they used to shoot me out of a cannon, and one day they used too much gunpowder. You mean they
3: fired you, and then you
4: quit? Son, it was no joking matter. No, I had a feeling something was wrong that sultry afternoon in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in July 1889. I crawled down into the cannon while the crowds cheered. Then I heard the fellow pouring in the gunpowder, the scratch of a match, and boom! Yes. Next thing I knew, I was 8,000 feet over Cleveland, Ohio, headed nor nor with my shoes burned off and three friends back in my dressing room waiting to play Pinochle
3: Spoiled the whole game
4: Well, be that as it may and speaking of parades as I was I used to carry the front of the bass drum too Yeah? But I had to give that up too hard on my ears
2: Oh yes, they're pretty noisy all right
4: Oh, the noise didn't bother me but the fellow that walked behind and played the drum had such long arms he liked to beat my ears off (laughs) You
3: should have stood in bed and pounded your own ear <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey, That's pretty good, Johnny But that ain't the way I heard it yeah. The way I hear it, one feller says to tell the feller Say, say Seen my wife lately, she's had her face lifted Is that so, says tell the feller Now, who'd ever steal a thing like that? <laughs>
2: go in and order my Easter creation, dearie. I'm so impatient. I wonder what Henri will want to make for me. Come on.
3: Wow. What a shop. Some stuff. Wow. Is this an extra thick carpet, or is this joint built on quicksand? I'm in it up to my ankles, Molly. I can't...
2: McGee? Huh? Look. Huh? Mrs. McDonald and those other women over there. Huh? What are they staring at me for? Is my slip shown or something?
3: No, and even if it was, and you were wearing army boots, you'd still look better than any of them biddies. <laughs> look at him whispering. Talk about cats. I'm glad I ain't carrying a can of salmon.
6: <laughs> I'll
3: bet you by George, their red. Ri- oh,
6: bonjour, huh? madame, monsieur. You are perhaps wishing an appointment with the great Henri, no?
3: Look, sis. <laughs> it's been 30 years since I was in France, and my parler français has lost some of its boo. let's keep this in broken English, shall we?
6: Ah, <laughs> oh, monsieur is pleased to make a joke. Ah, oh, your husband, madame, il est très Jolie. Oh,
2: you ought to see him at a party with mayonnaise in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to flip a spoon into a water glass. <laughs> well, miss, I'd like to see Henri, please. Uh, tell him uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fibber McGee want to see him. Yeah, my
3: wife won the contest, sis. Henri's gonna whip her up something for Easter.
6: <gasps> oh! Oh, madame McGee. Yes. Oh, mais we, oui, madame. Yeah. Henri has been expecting you. He is at the moment in conference, but I will tell him that you are here. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like the idea, Henri. I <laughs> thought it was a pretty clever stunt myself.
6: McGee, look, it's Mr. Wilcox. Hello,
2: Mr. Wilcox.
1: Who? <laughs> Oh, hi, Junior. Well, what are you two doing down here?
3: I brought Molly down to have
1: a dress designed for Easter, Junior. What's your excuse? Oh, I had a great idea for Henri, pal, but eh? he can't see it. Oh. And he's supposed to pride himself on being original.
2: Well, maybe he likes to think them up himself, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, see, you don't mean you're designing dresses for him.
1: <laughs> no, I just had an idea for a material, Molly. One of those prints that are so popular for spring. I think it'd be wonderful for hostess gowns particularly. And I'd call it the hospitality print. Oh, that sounds good, Junior. Weave us a yard or two. Well, it'll be a series of tiny scenes, you see. Uh First, a print of a housewife looking dejected, sort of downcast, Uh with a section of dingy-looking linoleum at her feet. (laughs) Then a picture of a can of Johnson's self-polishing bro-coat, and the words, no rubbing, no buffing. (laughs) Then along the side of the gown would be the same housewife smiling. And the same linoleum, but with a high glistening glow coat shine on it. The sort of beautiful new look that only Johnson's self-polishing glow coat can give your linoleum so easily. It'd be swell on that glazed chintz. But Mr. Wilcox, I see... figure, I figure he could line the gown in a contrasting color, you see, with a design, a design of cans of glowcoat rampant on a field of gleaming faces. Oh. Indicating the happiness that glow brings and the warm hospitality which would give the print its name. Yeah. But... Uh, 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 along the hem, he could embroider Harlow Wilcox's representative. Oh. And maybe my phone number Oh Nothing vulgar, you understand Just a small handwork signature Look, look, hey, hey, hey Look, waxy Yes, pal (laughs) Do me a favor, will you? I'd like to, pal, but I've got to go That's it Oh, so long, Molly
2: Well, I wonder when we'll see Henri, McGee My goodness, I haven't been so nervous since graduation Nervous? You know, the women in this town are just scared to death of him.
3: Ah, patah. No frilly little minuet dancing ruffle duster is going to scare us, kiddo. What's to be scared about?
2: Well, they say he's terribly temperamental. Ah. If he doesn't like a
6: customer. Monsieur Henri will see you now, madame. Please, just step this way. Oh, yeah. Announcing Monsieur and Madame McGee. Oui. Andre, a civil play. Oui. Well, heavenly days. So you're Henri.
2: You know this guy, Molly? Well, I should. Huh? Remember the night we went to the Western movie and the man next to me spilled his popcorn all over us? Well, this is him.
7: (laughs) And you're Ms. McGee. Well, it sure is a small world, ain't it? uh, Howdy, McGee. Uh, Sit down. Uh, See, it's a nice-looking suit you got on there. You like this suit, Henri? Mm. January clearance sale at the Bonton, 35 bucks with two vests.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wear out a lot of vests because I'm an elk, and my elk's tooth swings back and forth like a (laughs) pendulum. I like the six buttons on the cuff, Henri. Hey, that's real tricky. I sure like the way that coat drapes, too. Well, I'm kind of fussy about how my coats hang around the chest, Hank. Not a bad-looking pair of pants you got on
7: there, too, either. Them reverse pleats? Yep, I always wear reverse pleats. Mm-hmm. Get thick in the waist around my age, and the pleats kind of soften up the outline, you mm-hmm. see? Uh, You wear belt or galluses? Suspenders. Oh. Uh, me, too. The pants hang better. Mm-hmm.
2: I, uh, I thought... We'd... I like
7: that button-down shirt collar you got on there, too, Hank. That's nice. Well, thanks. It's mighty comfortable. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Ms. McGee. Here's a magazine you can read while we talk.
2: What? Huh? Well, I don't want to read a magazine. I came down here to get a dress designed, remember? Oh, my
7: gosh. She did it that, Henri. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. now then, Miss McGee, I'm, I'm going to design you something real pretty. Eloise, get me a bowl of that bengaline and whatever else is laying around out there, except Mrs. McDonald, and <laughs> drag that dress form in here and uh, hang up my beret, will you?
6: Oui, Henri. Right. Uh, bengaline and whatever
7: else... Well, now, let me see, folks. Uh, take a look at these patterns. Uh, Here's one I've done for Ms. McDonald. She's the president of the bank's wife, and she was real tickled with it.
2: Liked it, did she?
7: No, she hated it. Huh? Tickled her so much, she kept laughing in church. (laughs) Kind of fuzzy material.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hank, I think you and I are going to get along. Now, here's my idea for a dress for my wife. Now, suppose we take a few yards of decolleté, sweep it up the shoulder in a sort of a
7: percale bodice with a line gusset to offset the dirndl.
2: Now, McGee, I don't Well, think now, it...
7: McGee, I sure would consider that idea a long time before I threw it out. Uh, Mabel, my pincushion. Okay, Miss McGee, now take off your coat. Now, let me see here. I think maybe a nice suit, full skirt with a fitted jacket and some peplum. <laughs>
1: Billy Mills Orchestra and the King's Men salute the Academy Award-winning Zippity Doo Da.
5: When you can't open your mouth without a song, jump right out of it. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity dah. my, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine head my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, dah. mister Bluebird's on my shoulder. It is a truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactory zippity-doo-da, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Zip, 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 zip doo da zip ide My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine, head my way. zippity do da do da zippity a. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder, it's really true, it's actual, everything is satisfactual, zip-a-dee-doo-dah, zip a dee what a wonderful feeling.
7: then, Ms. McGee, we'll just pin it up a little higher on the left shoulder and drape it a little more around the left hip. There you are. Now take a look into the mirror.
2: Why, that's beautiful, Henri. Simply beautiful. Well, and all with a handful of cloth and a mouthful of pins. Well,
7: that's going to make a mighty handsome suit, Henri. Well, thanks, folks. Glad you like it. Uh, Eloise, take Ms. McGee's measurements. Show her the best linings and buttons we got in the place. Uh, you just trot along at the fitting room with Eloise, Miss McGee.
2: All right, thank you. Lead on, Eloise.
3: Boy, you sure know your stuff, Hank, old man. Where'd you pick it up?
7: You really from Paris? Twice. Huh? <laughs> yes, sir. I was born in Paris, Illinois, and run me a ladies' tailor shop in Paris, France in 1919. Oh. Lost my discharge papers, so I had to grow me a beard and get an accent and hide behind a dress forms here. see Then I found I had a talent for it, and here I am. Oh, what do you know? I'm doing so good I could afford to throw away the accent. (laughs) I was a kind of a... Hello, Henri. I was just... Oh,
8: hello, McGee. Hi, Doc. What are you doing here? Well, I always go through Henri's shop on my way to the hospital. It's a short cut. Huh? Out the back of the post office, through Joe's Coke and Smoke, through Henri's place, around the filling
7: station, and there I am. Hospital. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, how is it, Henri? Oh, just swell, Doc. Uh, Have a chair and roll yourself a cigarette. Here, here's the makings.
8: I haven't got time, thanks
3: Well, how's business with you, bagbitches? I understand you worked some miraculous cures at the hospital last month by taking a week off
8: That is a lie, and you know it Those people would have gotten well anyhow So what are you doing in here? I'm gonna have Henri
3: make Molly an outfit for Easter
8: Hey, that's pretty expensive, isn't it? The best is none too good
3: for my wife, boy Expense is no object, hardly
8: no, sir. It's only money. That's what I always say. Oh, brother, listen to little string saver. <laughs> Rhinestone Jim Brady. <laughs> you don't impress me, Pinchnickel. Uh-huh. I happen to know you're so tight-fisted you didn't buy gloves all winter. <laughs> you got out your golf clubs and used the mittens off your driver and your brassy. <laughs> oh, now, Doc... Oh,
3: let him talk, Hank. Let him rave. He ain't what you might call a swift man with a buck himself. The taxi drivers around town call him No Tip Gamble, the man
8: with the even change. I don't believe that, McGee. Oh, well. thanks, partner. Well, I look forward to seeing Molly in the Easter parade, Henri. Followed at five paces by our little Lucius Booby in that pinstripe awning he uses for a sport coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the one with the belted back that ought to be belted right back to the sweatshop it came from. <laughs> No, let's not
3: get started on clothes again, fat boy <laughs> Incidentally, what do you do in a couple of weeks from now When Ringling Brothers start on the road and want their tents back?
8: Well, I just want... oh.
2: Well, I guess everything is all set, Henri And thank you very much Come on, Miggy, let's... Oh, hello there, Dr. Gamble <laughs> Hello,
8: my dear Can I give you a lift
7: as far as the front door?
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, doctor I just want...
7: Oh, excuse me, folks Henri is speaking well, now, Ms. McDonald, that's kind of an embarrassing question for me to ask. Ain't ethical. Mrs. McDonald, she's one of them women that was whispering about you when you come in, Molly.
8: Probably wants to know if Henri has any material that'll make her complexion look like Molly's. Yeah. She has an epidermis that looks like it had been sprayed for fruit flies.
7: <laughs> now you just hold the phone, Ms. McDonald. Hey, uh, Ms. McGee, Ms. McDonald wants to know who made that dress you got on. She'll give me $500 to make her one just like it. Now, now, don't tell me if you don't want her. <laughs> <laughs> tell him, kiddo Should I tell him? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I made it myself, Andre yeah. When we needed slipcovers for the Davenport McGee ordered too much material So I used what was left for a dress yeah. <laughs> Well,
5: thanks
7: uh, Hello, Ms. McDonald That model was an original Sophie <laughs> That's right, and it can't be duplicated I'm sorry, Ms. McDonald Well, (laughs) I'll have your outfit ready for Easter, Miss McGee. Uh, Thank
2: you, (laughs) Henri. Hey, Doc,
7: you want to get in the Easter parade with Molly and me?
3: Molly can wear her new creation, and you and I will walk behind her carrying the Davenport, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bibber and Molly return in a moment. A friend of mine, a businessman who doesn't have much to do with housekeeping, helped his wife wax some furniture the other day. He told me about it later. He said, you know, it's amazing how much satisfaction I got out of putting Johnson's Paste Wax on that table and then buffing it to a beautiful, shining luster. Well, I know just how he felt. It's a very satisfying experience. You start out with a dull, ordinary-looking table, and after a little buffing, you have a table glowing and gleaming with a rich, warm, mellow glow. And then, too, it's good to know that the furniture and floors you wax with Genuine Johnson's Wax will stay beautiful. That shining film of tough wax will protect them and make them easy to keep clean. A quick wipe with a dry cloth will remove all dust and dirt and spill things. And you'll have added reasons to be proud of your home if you bring out all its beauty with Genuine Johnson's Paste Wax.
5: Look on the bright side, shine up the bright side, bring out the beauty of the home.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, you probably know that the song Zippity-Doo-Dah won an Oscar during the recent Motion Picture Academy Award.
2: Yes, Ken Darby and our own King's Men featured it in Walt Disney's Song of the South. And we're very proud that tonight they sang the same arrangement that Ken made for the picture.
3: A good boy.
2: <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night, all.
1: The makers of Johnson's Wax at Christine, Wisconsin, bring you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night.
5: This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.
0: Well, no Wallace Wimple on that show. I'm disappointed. Uh, it, mean, it means we'll have to dig out a Wallace Wimple Fim-Riggy sometime and play that one because he's my favorite character on the show and he didn't appear on this episode. All right. The zippity Doodah song from the infamous now-banned Disney film Song of the South. Hmm, okay, I guess I'll steer clear of that controversy for the moment. In any case, we'll be back on Thursday with a more serious uh, Easter-related show, since this is Easter week, so we're going to uh, suspend the top 10 adventure shows for uh, this coming Thursday and instead substitute a Easter show that will not be a comedy, be a more serious tribute to the holiday of Easter. So I will see you back here on Thursday. And then next Tuesday, we'll be back with more drama, variety, and comedy. Check out www.goodolddaysofradio.com, Facebook page, Good Old Days of Radio Show. Tell your friends, tell everybody, keep telling everybody. I'm getting bored saying this over and over again every week, but that's okay. It's what we need to do to get the audience continually fired up to listen. Okay. All right. That's it for me. See you later.